0: On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks lost their seventh consecutive game last night, falling 5-3 to to the St. Louis Blues, but they are now back in last place after getting some help from the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'll talk about all that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Friday, March 31st. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, whether you're a first time listener of the show or even a consistent listener, if you haven't done so already, do me a favor, please go and show some support, go and subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is 100% for free. And while you're there, hit that like button, go in and comment down below and turn on those push notifications so that you can get notified when the latest episode gets uploaded to YouTube. And for the audio folks, go and follow the podcast as well. It's also 100% for free, wherever you may be listening to your podcast. And you can also go and leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. I'd greatly appreciate it. And you're going to have to do so anyway ways to win the two free Blackhawks tickets that I'll be giving away on April 10th against the Minnesota Wild. I'll be talking more about that after the first commercial break, so make sure to stick around. Make sure to go do all that good stuff, folks. I greatly appreciate all the support. All right, enough of that. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks, and thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. Last night, the Chicago Blackhawks, they did pick up their play. They actually played some of their best hockey in quite a while, but they still wind up on the wrong end of the final outcome, losing 5-3 to three to their division rival, St. Louis Blues. Not much of a rivalry, if I'm being honest here, the last couple of years, but There were still plenty of positives to take away from this game, and a loss wasn't necessarily the worst thing in the world for the Chicago Blackhawks, which I'll be talking plenty more about here during our second segment. Make sure to Stay tuned for all that good stuff. You're going to want to hear about it. But, yes, there were still plenty of positive takeaways from this game last night for the Blackhawks, even though they ended up losing 5-3. to three. Like I mentioned, it was their best hockey that they've played in, you know, a week, week and a half. It hasn't been good lately for the Blackhawks. It's been tough to watch. Good to see them uh, finally put some good stuff together, and finally score more than one goal in a game. It feels like it had uh, been forever. But one of the best players for the Blackhawks last night was Tyler Johnson, who in the game against Dallas scored the lone goal for the Blackhawks in that one to snap his 14-game goal drought. He brought his A game once again right from the get-go against the St. Louis Blues. He ended up setting up Athanasiu for a power play goal. Uh, to tie the game one to one, St. Louis did kick off the scoring with a goal from uh, was it Josh Levo? believe it was. Now I'm all thrown off, anyways. Either way, Johnson, uh, with a nice feed back door to set up Andres Athanasiu for a wide open net. Good to see the Blackhawks power play as well. Another positive takeaway the Blackhawks power play had been absolutely cold as ice. During this losing skit of theirs, they converted two out of three opportunities in this matchup against St. Louis. Both of them were really pretty goals. Uh, The Blackhawks' second one did uh, occur in the second period when they were down three to one. They gave up two goals in 38 seconds, which is really what ended up kind of killing them in this game. Um, But the power play, did strike back. Once again, the fight from the Blackhawks last night was really solid. That's what Luke Richardson talked about after the game. He thought the pushback and the response from the Blackhawks after falling behind three to one uh, was really solid. And I would agree. They did a lot of good things. Honestly, if you look at some of the deeper analytics and the final statistics from this game, the Blackhawks probably deserved a better fate than they got. Uh, But That's just the game of hockey. Sometimes that's what makes it so beautiful and so frustrating at the absolute same time. Uh, But Tyler Johnson wound up being the one who scored the Blackhawks second power play goal of the game. A beautiful tic-tac goal passing play from Lucas Reichel at the right dot passes it all the way across to Taylor Radish at the left dot. He sets up Tyler Johnson for the easy tap-in goal. This time Johnson picks up his 10th goal of the season. Second point of the game. Taylor Radish Also snapped his seven-game goal drought last night, tallying two assists as well. Good to see some solid puck movement and the finished product out of the Blackhawks' man advantage last night. Uh, They did fall behind, though. They gave the goal right back to the Blues in the third period, falling behind 4-2. to But the response was there once again from another one of the uh, better players for the Blackhawks in recent weeks, which was Boris. Kachuk baby. I don't know what's been going on with Boris here as of late, but he is on a magnificent run and I'm absolutely a hundred percent here for it. Uh, And this was a dandy of a goal from Boris Kachuk. It's not only that he's, you know, producing offensive numbers consistently here recently. uh, It's the way that he's been doing it. He looks like a completely different player. I mean. Who is this Boris Kachuk? It's looking like a broken play. The puck just kind of trickles into the Blues defensive zone. And Boris Kachuk, with the IQ to lift Marco Scandella's stick so the puck goes past him, then to corral the loose puck and go backhand forehand in a blink of an eye to beat Jordan Bennington. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. Out of nowhere, Boris Kachuk is suddenly nasty. He picks up his fifth goal of the season, and he now also has eight points. In his last 11 games, I don't know what's changed with Boris, like I said, but whatever it is, it's been working. He's got to stick to it. An incredible run here for number 14 as of late. And it definitely has me excited about uh, what Kachuk could possibly do next season if he is given a legitimate opportunity uh, in the Blackhawks lineup, because... To be fair, he wasn't playing all that great in the first half of the season, but because of that, he regularly found himself as the odd man out, getting healthy, scratched pretty much on a consistent basis – uh, but now that he's finally gotten an opportunity here in the second half, absolutely made the most of it on that third line with Ju Cara and Joey Anderson. Great to see Boris Kachuk stay red hot with a dazzling goal last night. That cut the Blackhawks deficit to 4-3 to in the third period. Unfortunately, they weren't able to knot it up. Brandon Saad, of course, the Blackhawks love giving up empty netters to former players of theirs. sod goes and gets the empty netter to seal this one five to three. Still really good, solid performances from a lot of Blackhawks last night, though. The one that took the cake for me, folks, was our baby boy, Lucas Reichel. And listen, I know I've been talking about Reichel a ton on the podcast as of late, but he's just been that doggone good here as of late, really one of the only pieces offensively to be talking about for the Blackhawks. And last night, even though he he only wound up picking up that secondary assist on Tyler Johnson's power play goal, I easily thought Reichel could have had three or four points in this game based on the way that he was playing. I thought he was the Blackhawks most effective player once again. Uh, and, and he just continues to show signs of growth really rapidly. I mean, The recognition of how he's such a good skater, he can open up time and space, not only for himself, but for other teammates. I think his sense of how the game is being played has only grown uh, his awareness out there and setting up teammates. The most standout-ish part to me, though, has been the aggression from Lucas Reichel, driving the puck to the net, taking it wide to the outside, putting his head down and driving it to the net, shooting more frequently, getting opportunities on the top power play unit at the right dot and making the most of it. Um, I just, it's been incredible to watch and there hasn't been many, if any bright spots for the Chicago Blackhawks during this seven game losing skid of theirs, but watching Lucas Reichel, there's no, no denying that the progression has been impressive and, by watching him, you can just tell his confidence has grown and grown and grown with each passing game. I think it's at an all-time high with every game that passes. He just seems to be more and more comfortable out there, creating more and more for his line mates, doing more and more himself. It feels like he's kind of recognizing that, you know, he, he, even though he's 20 years old, he is kind of the head honcho for the Blackhawks offense right now. He's kind of got to be the guy that drives the motor and gets things going for this entire team. I think he's recognized that and uh, he's really carried that well. He's getting frustrated when his team isn't winning. I love that he cares. I love that he's giving it his all. It's just been freaking amazing to watch here as of late. Uh, It sucks that he's not able to, you know, play with some more talent and put up some more numbers, but yeah, there's no denying the noticeable growth from Lucas Reichel. Like I said, even in the last couple of weeks, watching him from game to game, It feels like it's just been an awesome ascension. He's only getting better and better and better. And again, let's not forget Blackhawks fans. The kid's still only 20 years old. It really feels like the sky could be the limit for number 27, Lucas Reichel. All right, coming up in just a a minute, folks, I will talk about the Hawks falling back into last place after their 5-3 loss to the St. Louis Blues last night. But first, I got to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all of the fat and calories? Well, then, you got to try Bilt Bar. And I know some of you out there are asking, well, what makes Bilt Bar so good? First off, they're covered in 100% real chocolate and have unbelievable flavors such as cinnamon churro, uh, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and plenty more. Plus, Every bar only has 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And right now, you can go on down to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get your built Bars. You to have to order these things online and have to wait for them to get mailed to your front door. But now, go on down to Walmart or go on down to Sam's Club and get you a four-pack of cinnamon churro or coconut almond or try the... Built Bar Puffs, they're absolutely unbelievable, I promise. Go and snag a four-pack, and you'll be thanking me later. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Real quick, before I get into segment two, I do want to remind you all about The two free Blackhawks tickets that I'm giving away to the game on April 10th against the Minnesota wild, the second to last home game of the season for the Blackhawks. You only got to do three easy things to enter first you got to leave me a review on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Second, you got to drop the name of your YouTube channel in that review. And you also have to be subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. The reason why it's so important for you to drop the name of your YouTube channel in your review is because that is how I'm checking that you're subscribed to the channel. You got to do all three things in order to have a chance to win. So make sure to do all that. I'm giving away two free tickets to the Blackhawks game against the Minnesota Wild on April 10th. Three easy things you got to do in order to qualify. All right, segment two. Let's get into an updated look at the Tankathon standing, shall we? We already know that the Blackhawks are back in last place, baby, after falling 5-3 to to the St. Louis Blues last night. But they also received some, some marvelous help from a couple of teams down at the bottom as well from a couple of other bottom feeders and bottom dwellers the Columbus Blue Jackets I mentioned on the show yesterday folks the Blue Jackets had a very tricky matchup with the Boston Bruins I said it was going to be a very daunting task for them to go into Boston and pick up uh, a victory against that team not only the best team in the NHL but by far the best home team in the entire NHL as well. Columbus didn't go on to win the game, but they did the next best thing. They, cra- they scratched and clawed their way uh into overtime. They do wind up losing two to one after a game-winning goal from David Posternock. But just the fact that they got it to overtime on the road in Boston is absolutely marvelous. That did the Blackhawks some good, which I'll talk about in just a second. The Hawks also received some help. The Cherry on top, um I stayed awake to follow the updates, and it was well worth it because the San Jose Sharks. Defeated the Vegas Golden Knights 4-3 in overtime. Alex Petrangelo with a horrendous giveaway in overtime for Vegas. Logan Couture picks it off and goes the other way for the OTGWG. A couple of gifts from a pair of bottom dwellers. And here's how the standings shakes out now after everything that occurred last night. Yes, Blackhawks fans, we're back we're back in 32nd place, back at the bottom, baby, or at the top of the Tankathon standings, depending how you depending on how you want to look at it. But the Blackhawks through 75 games are now 24, 45, and 6 with 54 points on the year, giving them a points percentage of 0. 0.360. And second to last place, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Thanks to that overtime loss last night to the Boston Bruins. They are now 23 43 and eight with 54 points, excuse me, 54 points, the same amount that the Blackhawks have, but they've only played 74 games. That's one fewer than the Blackhawks and the Ducks and the Sharks at this point. Columbus is still going to have to make one up. So that's why the Blackhawks are now technically in last, even though they have the same amount of points. Columbus has a points percentage of 0.365. Then. With a loss last night, once again, the Anaheim Ducks, believe it or not, folks, are actually now in third to last place through 75 games. They're 23-42-10 and with 56 points, two points ahead of both the Hawks and the Jackets, giving them a .373 points percentage. If anyone uh, has been tanking as well as the Blackhawks, it's been the Anaheim Ducks. The Hawks have lost seven in a row. The Ducks are 2-8-2 and two over their last 12. They've done a good job of somehow just hanging around, still only two points out of last place. And with the overtime win over Vegas, the San Jose Sharks, you hate to see it. Jump the Anaheim Ducks. They're now in fourth to last place through 75 games. They're 21-39 and 15. 15 overtime losses for the Sharks this year. Glad last night wasn't the 16th. They have 57 points on the season, giving them a points percentage of .380. They've now won back-to-back games. They blanked Winnipeg 3-0 on Tuesday. Win 4-3 over Vegas last night. They also have points in three of their last five games. So it's a four-horse race, no doubt about it here, down the stretch of the season. The Hawks, Ducks, and Sharks have seven games left. The Columbus Blue Jackets have eight games left. It's going to be an incredible ride to the finish, keeping my fingers crossed that the Blackhawks are the ones who finish at the bottom. All right, before I wrap up today's show, folks, I did certainly want to be sure to talk about Captain Jonathan Taves and a potential timeline that's been set since his return to the ice. And going over a little bit of a timeline of how we've learned everything in the first place, uh, we first heard about Jonathan Taves being back on the ice over the weekend. It was on Sunday when head coach Luke Richardson spoke to the media and said that Taves was on the ice both Saturday and Sunday. The next big news was Taves surprisingly joining the Blackhawks for their morning skate ahead of the game on Tuesday night against the Dallas Stars? Looked to be, you know, all smiles, messing around with some of his teammates and enjoying himself back there on the ice. Uh, and then prior to the game against St. Louis as well, Taves once again joined his teammates for the morning skate. So, There's been some good news leading up in the past couple of days. And now John Dietz, who was the same person that actually reported uh, that two separate sources told him that Jonathan Taves is strongly considering retirement. John Dietz spoke with Jonathan Taves on Thursday morning. They didn't talk about retirement, but John Dietz did ask Taves if he would be going on the Blackhawks' upcoming three-game road trip, which starts on Tuesday in Calgary. And Taze's response was, it's possible. How about that, Blackhawks fans? Jonathan Taves, kind of rapidly progressing here as of late. Now, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's not a shoe in And I've talked about this many times on the podcast when mentioning Jonathan Taves and the circumstances that he's dealing with. I know it sounds cliche, but this is truly a day-to-day matter. This is a day-to-day thing. It's how Jonathan Taze feels one day to the next, and if he can string together uh, consecutive positive days. And right now it seems like he's been able to do that. I mean, not only has everything looked good from a visual perspective of seeing him on the ice, but we also heard coach Luke Richardson mention yesterday that, uh, Taves, you know, appears to be in good spirits and seemed like he was almost giddy to get back involved in drills and everything. And then we've also heard from a couple of different Blackhawks beat writers, Ben Pope and Charlie Romeliotis to guests here of the lockdown Blackhawks podcast who my own horn there real quick. We heard both of them say it's looking pretty likely that Jonathan Taves is going to be able to play uh, at some point here before the end of the season. It just, it seems like he's progressing faster than anyone expected. Again, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but everything's telling me that Jonathan Taves is going to be back again this season. And it could even happen Sometime on this upcoming road trip, as I mentioned, that starts on uh, Tuesday in Calgary, the Blackhawks will play the New Jersey Devils on Saturday night, I assume they're going to hit the road on Sunday, or maybe an off day on Sunday, then they travel on Monday, either way. Tay said it's possible that he's going to travel with the team. It all kind of banks on, it sounds like how this practice is going to go tomorrow. It feels like that's going to be the make or break situation for Jonathan Taves. If he's feeling good and if he's able to participate in a full capacity, then I'd expect him to make the trip with the team. Uh, They will start on Tuesday in Calgary. The Blackhawks will also play in Seattle and Vancouver before heading back home to the United Center. So, We'll see how uh, today's practice ends up going here in just a couple hours, but what a stepping stone it could possibly be for Jonathan Taves. Uh, And with, you know, all the question marks and all the uncertainty about his future, not just here in Chicago, but whether or not he's even going to play NHL hockey or hockey at all next season – It would be just such an awesome moment to cherish if he's able to get back out on the ice. And if he's able to play in a game at the United Center, I think I'd have to pay every dollar that I have to go and watch that. I mean, knowing what we know, all the indications say that Jonathan Taves probably isn't going to be back here in Chicago. If we're going to get moments like that again when, you know, a week or two ago, All of us Blackhawks fans didn't think Jonathan Taves was ever going to play again. Feels like something you absolutely got to relish and cherish. And man, I'd be hard pressed not to go to the United Center to see the captain suit up a couple of more times. It also would be nice to give frickin' Lucas Reichel some more help up there on the top line. The dude's been uh, carrying the weight for the Blackhawks offense these last couple of games. I'm sure his shoulders are starting to get a little sore. Um, so we'll see how practice goes later this afternoon with Jonathan Taves, but it certainly sounds possible that number 19, the captain, Captain Serious, Jonathan Taves, will play for the Blackhawks again this season. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Friday, March 31st's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and make sure to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast 100% for free wherever You may be listening to your podcast and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it gets posted each and every day. Once again, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman two, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, it's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.